To Battle Red Radio. I'm Matt Weston. This evening, I'm joined by my good pal Taylor. How are you doing tonight, Taylor? Doing all right, man. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. It's that's, a Friday night. That's good. Yeah, no, no, no. It's Monday for me. So I'm at work. It's a Monday night. I work night. weekends. It's, it's what a real night. man does. We have no times. We have no time off here. Oh, we work every day. There's yeah. no off season. There's no day offs. Yeah, that's what I do. You're the one who says that it's weekend. I'm not saying It's never that. the weekend, though. No, but you were the one that was saying that. I'm not celebrating that. You are. Well, tomorrow I got to work hard again. <laughs> tomorrow I got a fancy football draft. Oh, yeah? I got to work out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah? It was funny. It was like... You, you see don't work the, out. You see all these athletes posting on their you know, videos all talking about working out. It's like, this is impressive. Even I work out over the summer, you know? Sure. So I always thought it'd be funny. Like, was just like posts these really like... Um, these really heroic workout videos of him bench pressing like uh, 95 pounds, you know, in black and white sepia tones. And be like, there is no off season, you know, or hunched over computer watching all 22 of like jets bills week 13, 2018 or something. See, um, I don't work out and I don't watch those videos. So I think, I don't know what that makes me. It could be lazy, but I feel like I just have other hobbies to focus on. Just like the lady and I this past week, what did we watch? Eight episodes of Dirty John on Netflix. Oh, yeah, you think it's a weird name, but look it up because it's a true story. It's it's a true story. The issue though is that Netflix is CIA propaganda. By the way, no, no, you would like it, man. It's like it's like a true detective thing. Yeah, is it original Netflix series? No, I just told you it's a true story, and there's only eight episodes of it. Netflix write and produce in an era. No, yeah, they did. No, they didn't. Yeah, it came out in 2018. It's probably a lifetime. Be honest with you, it's CIA propaganda. It's probably lifetime. No, I don't watch that. What you don't watch Lifetime? Why are you against the protection? I'm of like, women? I, I'm against single moms watching <laughs> yeah, television. That's exactly what it is. It's no, I mean, I mean not, not single moms. I love single moms. They're the <laughs> backbones of America. Stay-at-home moms. Stay-at-home moms. You know what they should do? Get a job. By the way, it is a single mom. That is the definition of the, of the whole storyline. And then some guy just happens to be a parasite. Gotcha. Dude, it's great. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I've been doing, by the way. Yeah, not working fine. out. That was the whole premise that I had. That's fine. We all, no, because like, who needs it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I already miss reading and stuff, and but it's football season. Uh, last time we spoke, we did the AFC predictions. We're gonna be doing NFC predictions this time, and it's gonna be one prediction for every team, and we're gonna go east, north, south, west, travel these uh, these wonderful states that we live in. Ooh, I love going those directions, but I don't care. You just want me to talk about the Cowboys because you just love the Cowboys so much. I like the Cowboys a lot this year. What? Yeah. No, you're yeah, just really going to jinx them. You're the worst person to pick them. I really like Dallas. No, year. you don't. So let's you start with the Dallas Cowboys. I don't want to start with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so if all things work out the way they could and the way they should, like them using Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb, unlike. 70% of their plays, they're going to have 
like a top five passing offense this year. So what do you think would be the key in somebody being able to get all of those wonderful weapons, the ball? Well, I think one of the things to think about Kellen Moore last year is he developed some really great plays and did some smart things like use motion and everything else. And I think he got guys open pretty well. But his biggest problem was that he didn't develop a game plan specifically for the opponent they were playing very well, where they would be, you know, like the Bills game was a good example. They go against this really great pass defense and consistently he's just throwing it over and over again. Or against Minnesota, for example, where he's trying to establish the run and you know Dak was on fire that game and doesn't give him doesn't allow Dak to throw the ball maybe ten more times or they would have won instead. Oh, you mean when the quarterback didn't even care about handing it off at the end and it was the laziest like little throw or slant yeah, that you've yeah, ever yeah. it's the worst thing, what was it? The hand instead of giving it the ball to Zeke that was being able to run, you just it's so terrible because it was so inconsistent. And that was actually kind of the deal, though, of being able to bring in McCarthy is that was the one piece that Jerry wanted to keep more than anything because he still believes that Kellen Moore is just some type of unspoken truth that is just hidden that's going to be able to come out at any point. He's one of the young talents like the new Sean McVay. It's disgusting. I like Moore, though. I know. I think, But again, that was his first year last year. And I think also coaching from coaching McCarthy and Steph Garrett, like that's a that is a like a legitimate upgrade. And like I've talked myself in McCarthy a little bit just because he's not Jason Garrett. Yeah, you're the one that was like actually giving me such a hard time about yeah, McCarthy the funny. entire time, which I was actually big on board yeah, with it yeah. because I said it's not Garrett. That's yeah. exactly what I well, said. I know, I've come around to it some because I was like, it so was funny I was right. though. That after seven years of Garrett's, like we finally fire him. Oh no, now we get another has been. You know, loafer, and I don't think has been loafer. He said that he was watching everything on his couch, so he was. He said he did after he got hired. He's like, yeah, I said that to get hired. <laughs> okay, well, but he has been learning about analytics. He did play exactly. Play. See, so he's been getting better and better, and I think that's all what Dallas really wants to see. It's just something different, and also I think only too, it matters. Not having a deal with Aaron Rodgers, I think, will help him out as well. Yeah, but we still have like a little situation with that, no matter what, because he's not under contract, and he's not going to be, and it's going to be franchised all day long. Yeah. And I just, man, he's going to screw up. That's really what I keep thinking here, is that- yeah, Dak is for not taking 40 or whatever it was. It's going to be so much pressure on Dak, where I felt like even last year towards the end, which I talked to everybody- no matter what anybody could defend on the Dallas Cowboys, the ending season with the Philadelphia Eagles, every quarterback torched their secondary. I don't care if it's a division rivalry. Every single quarterback torched their secondary, except Dak, and it's because all he did was miss targets all day long. Yeah, it, You can't have that, and that's when the pressure's on where you're going to win the division. So now that he doesn't have that contract, now that he has even more weapons, Jerry's just keeping adding like a new guy left and right here where now apparently we're going to be speaking to Earl Thomas, which I don't see again. Dallas Cowboys segment, you knew I was going to go on like this. But Earl Thomas being on Dallas Cowboys is not a good idea. He was having some terrible issues in Baltimore. If you think that this is a Super Bowl caliber team... Yeah, and Seattle. Well, that was awesome when he flicked off the team. I'm not. Yeah, he did. He understood. That was great. Yeah, that was awesome. But when it comes to Baltimore, that doesn't make sense to me considering they have a team. So that's what kind of bothers me where Jerry's like, oh, this Super Bowl, if we have Earl Thomas and we're going to win the Super Bowl. Well, wait. 
Baltimore has a really good shot here to win the Super Bowl, and yet they can't wait to get rid of Earl Thomas. So what is it? Because Earl's in Dallas now, he's going to love it? I don't think that they were excited to get rid of him. I think it was the best option for him. Man, they said that they couldn't like do anything because he would just show up late. He's not doing anything for anybody. He just doesn't care. Well, he got in fights in Seattle as well, too, with his own teammates and everything else. But, I mean, like, Dallas does play that cover three-score defense. They released Clinton Dix today. Oh. So, it's already kind of opened yeah, the door for Earl Thomas. It's already going to happen. And also, like, if Thomas, like, you know, maybe you can give him $7 million or something, you know, you know what, at this point. Maybe maybe I'm misunderstanding the situation here. Maybe it was more like Jerry made the call that says, hey, Earl, you know COVID's going on right now, right? And you think, know why likes you right now? Yeah, you think nobody likes you right now. I think you need to start some fights on the field. I think that's what the best interest is for you. Yeah. And then Earl starts some fights on the field. All I'm saying is Jerry and him have always had an unspoken bond where they've always wanted to play with each other. That's my only hope where maybe Earl just wants to play for Dallas and that's just him being kind of the premium the premium donna was it prima donna yeah prima I'm donna. yeah premium i'm sorry i've been drinking all right i have a problem whoa, okay whoa, whoa. all right i just i have problems this is a okay pro- this i'm a sorry i'm sorry it's what you do to me you come and you serve me drinks that's what happens yeah i come over to your house pour the bottle down your throat <laughs> say this is what you get no you more make me uh something with lime and soda and it just tricks me but i do want your opinion because i love me some cd more than life and my bold He's prediction a carousel my bold prediction for this team for this year, he's top five receiver in the league. I can't get you can't go that far. I'm just going top five. All I'm right. going that bold. I said but you said You're bold insane. prediction. Well I'm saying they can be bold or they can be uh, rational or insane. I'm going insane with right, this, so this team. No matter what last year I was insane with no, this no, team. This is your insane prediction then said. Okay, that's fair. Usually all my other ones are five. But yeah. I have an insane one last week. Yeah, I don't know. That's a long time ago. You didn't care about me. No, it's a long time ago. You pay attention to me. So many things have happened (laughs) in my life since then. It's been like two days. No, it's been longer than that. Um, Well, so last year in 11 personnel, they had 7.2 yards of pass at 39% DVOA. They ran the ball, I think that's 3% of the time, but then maybe 31% of the time. And that was with uh, Cobb, Gallup, and Cooper. Now you're replacing Cobb, who I think kind of sucks. With C.D. Lamb. You have Cobb now. You can't say that about your team, man. Well, I think he kind of sucks. Okay. <laughs> and you're replacing with C.D. Lamb. Like, Lamb can play outside. He can play inside. Cooper can play outside. He can play inside. Gallo can play outside. He can play inside. So now you're not locked with having to have, to have Cobb in the slot every single play because that's the only, plot, only spot he can play from. And then also last year, Cooper and Gallo combined for 145 catches, 2,296 yards, 14 touchdowns, 232 plays, and 557 DYAR. And so it's like just those two combined is one of the best receiver combinations. And now you add, like, like I said, um, CD Lamb's a carousel, you know? Watching some of the videos, man, with just the training. It's like nothing. Stuff, it's, it's kind of disgusting to watch because it's a freak. It's where the Mari Cooper is fantastic. The Des Bryant is great. Des Bryant, wonderful. When he came out in the league, I don't think he looked like this, though. No, no. Not coming out. It's a different... Out. Everybody gets... Every generation's better yeah. at the next thing. And this generation of wide receivers is definitely better. And he just... Man, some of the tape... We just looks insanely fast and insanely quick coming out of certain moves. Yeah. It's, it's going to be wonderful to watch. And that's why I think 
he's going to have the best relationship with Dak because this is going to be starting out. And again, you can't trust Amari in away games. So it doesn't really matter. Or like, it, not, like maybe like five games a year you can't trust him. Yeah, well, no, no, no. It was half the games. It was really eight and eight that okay. he was. Eight games he showed up, eight games he did not. He is only showing up for home games, which that's kind of the point here with CD. He should be able to just take over. Yeah. Well, also them too. Like he can turn a one-yard pass into 50 yards. Exactly. And just his ability to break tackles. Yeah, and that, that and also, you know, the offensive line is should be a really great screen blocking offensive line. I'm not line believing too. this either. What well, did I still have Iron I mean, Man at left tackle? No, but I'm talking about the, even the right side though with, with Nick Martin and Leo Collins, you know? Like that's a great set for screen game. Uh, I like Connor Williams was a lot better his second year towards ACL. That's a guy who should be better in the screen game too. And so like, I do think like just the ability to get on space and be able to block for CeeDee Lamb, the opportunity is there as well. My way switch defense. I think Randy Gregory was reinstated today too. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So it's just adding Him and Alden Smith. It's just adding more and more. So this is gonna be Jerry's kind of one chance. He's gonna go all out this year. Yeah. It really is. Well, I mean, last year... And you know what's going to happen? It's yeah. like what I told you. He sold his soul to the devil. He's not allowed to win another Super Bowl because he sold his soul to win the ones in the 90s. So COVID is then going to just stop it on the last play of the Super uh, okay. Bowl for Dallas to win it all. Gotcha. That's what's going to happen. And they're going to have to forfeit. <laughs> to forfeit. And then I guess like the Texans in the Super Bowl instead or something. Wait, I don't understand what you're saying now. Um, So Dallas last year... They're like regression stats. They were last in actual mice Pythagorean, Pythagorean wins at negative 2.9. Um, they were sixth in DVOA, 29th in the least. They had the fourth less injuries. They were one in six in one score games, 18th in turnover differential. And they won two less games last year than they did in 2018. But this is like the perfect team for just regression purposes where they got better this offseason. They added more talent. They were unlucky last year. And, uh, like, I don't know. They just seem like a, they're going to be really good this season. So my prediction is they're going to have a top-five passing offense. Your prediction is that CeeDee Lamb's going to be a top-five wide receiver. Uh, yeah, that's that's easily my prediction for that. I like it. I, I mean, I just it's funny that you're going that route, and I'm going with the individual. Well, yeah. I just think that, yes. And Dak always plays favorites. It's always what he's going to do. He's going to try to pass around. Oh, Dak. Dak he, has he a was, lot. By the way, year, I have a Dak jersey now. I'm going to be wearing it. I have a Dak Prescott jersey. I'm not an NFL jersey guy. Whenever you see me, you're like, that guy's not a jersey guy. I don't like NFL jerseys either. And neither do I. But I got it for Christmas. Yeah. Family That's usually how it me. works. I know. Family gave it to me. I didn't go out and buy it. So you know what? I'm going to sit down, watch the games with my Dak jersey. <laughs> and, and then I burn just, in your driveway once they start off like two and two. No, I just... I believe, okay? I'm I'm like so this hurts. Yeah. This hurts. This is a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. That's all I'm gonna say. It is. You cause now what are you gonna blame? What do you have? I mean, you have the running backs, you have according to you the offensive line, which I'm not saying that I said that last year and they were overrated. You have now the wide receivers, which everybody knows you have. So Yeah, Blake Jarwin too. No more Jason winning game fifty targets. Thank God. You don't have that just three yards where, no, Dak, you have to throw it more than that. He's not a first down. Yeah. So I'm just excited with the all-around team where if there's anybody to blame where if something goes wrong on the offense, you're looking at one guy. Yeah. It's one guy only. He, but he was spectacular last year. No, he wasn't, Yeah, he Matt. was. 
He was spectacular. Stop! What are you talking about? Stop looking at the stats with that. Move he was on, 100%. Move on. You're making me mad. You're making me mad. So the next team we have here, the New York Football Giants. Um, I was just oh, trying to like think about like how I'm gonna get excited for them. Saquon, that's it. Well, no, no. For me though, it's their defensive line. They have Dexter Lawrence, 342 pounds. Dalvin Tomlinson, 318 pounds. Tomlinson's funny because it looks like at least 75 pounds of his weight's in his head. And then they traded for Leonard Williams, franchise tagged him, only for him to have like two sacks every year. Um, I'm really excited for their defensive line, though, in general. So, do you think the Giants can be good? Like, so this is one of the things I learned about this year is that the big research stat that came out this year is that quarterbacks improve the most from their first year to their second year, and then you kind of know what a quarterback is after two years. But I find that kind of bizarre because quarterbacks, their peak in their entire age curve is age 31. So it's like, okay, we're going to say that these quarterbacks are, we kind of know what they are after two seasons in the most difficult position of play a position that also requires a lot of mental framework to be good at it. And they don't peak until, you know, sometimes six to eight years later after the fact. And so with Danny Jones this year, like... It's Danny you, Dimes. Yeah, are you expecting... I call him Danny Jones. Danny Dimes. No, I don't call him that. Come on, it's Danny Dimes. No. Um, but, with Danny, Danny but with Danny Jones, though, maybe so. <laughs> uh, Danny half dollars because he throws fat passes what? that are easy to pick <laughs> okay. off. Um, but with him, like, do you think he makes a jump the second year? Even if he doesn't, I'm not blaming him. Okay. Because no matter what, I think what all the New York Giants try to go into with the offseason, which you and I spoke about as well, is with that offensive line. It's all about if he's going to get the protection. Now, if he gets protected and the offensive line turns out to be great beyond what I'm expecting it to be, then hell yeah, it's... It, I expect him to be better. I really do. Yeah. I think that he can be a better player when he has time in the pocket because he also has some weapons here. I mean, you have Saquon that's going to take off so much pressure for you. And then what is your number one? Golden Tate? That's some that's some that's something. Uh Darius Slayton. Yeah. Golden Tate's always your number one though. He's your slot receiver. He's somehow the guy that always scores the touchdown in the end and everyone picks up in fantasy. Ster- Sterling Shepard is supposed to be number one, but he's a slot receiver too. Yeah, Sterling's always uh slot, but he tried to they be tried the number one last outside, year. Yeah. Well. I think I think Jones is gonna be kind of like a Ryan Tanhill sort of figure where with him, like he makes some really that's great fair. he makes some really great downfield throws. Um he doesn't have the athleticism that Tannehill has though. But like he makes these really incredible throws downfield, but he just doesn't win play to play to play as you'd expect him to. And then uh, he's been very frustrating, I think, for like the first four or five years of his career, just because he makes some ridiculous throws, but then he has trouble versus the blitz. He has trouble looking through multiple reads. Um, he holds on the ball too long. He takes too many stupid stacks. He fumbles the ball way too much too. And I don't know what it is with all these young quarterbacks who fumble all the time. Him, Allen, Minshew. Uh, they all tend to fumble the football in the pocket. I don't really understand why. And uh, so I don't know. I'm excited to watch him this year. But I do think like if he, if, I think he's an example of a quarterback who may need, you know, four or five years to be good. And NFL teams don't give quarterbacks that long at all anymore. But do you think that, okay, so kind of going back to my point here, do you think that with this year, if he has the protection, is he good? Do you think that he's actually going to be able to make the plays? Because him being Tannehill, I think it's, that's I think not like an insult. No, it's just like his has... ability to make really great downfield throws. Like, what is that? Because okay. like Tannehill's always been able to do that. Yeah, uh, and Tannehill got a contract. I think now. it's that. I think it's also like just being more, just being able to like flick through his reads quicker. You know, like he holds, he hold, like he has to wait and see it, and, and it's like he it. thinks about it. Yeah, and you can't think. 
which I completely understand. So like he was great on one step drops, and then the more steps he took when he dropped back, he got he got progressively worse. Do you think he makes Evan Ingram like an actual tight end this year? He was good last year until he got hurt. Yeah, but man. that was a big fantasy guy. All I was the, about to all say, the, yeah. All the NFL experts, Ingram looks so hot in camp. <laughs> oh, my God. You oh, my see Lord. Him. Look at him wow, right now. Wow, he's beautiful. And then, you know, he got hurt. And, like, he was good for that bit of time. The other thing that's interesting about Dallas is that Jason Garrett's their offensive coordinator. And he wants to run a vertical passing offense. So now you have Ingram vertical. You got Darius Slayton vertical. Um, you have you know the good the news Shepherd is? vertical. If you figure out what they're doing in the first half, they won't change it. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's all you have to Can worry about. Can you see, though, Dallas losing to New York and then Gary on the sideline with his hands over his head? Everybody holding Matt, him and celebrating? You don't understand. Would that be the worst day of your life? With this, you don't get it. You don't. Nobody understands anymore at this point. With this offense, what you and I just spoke about, if Dallas loses a game, I'm pissed. We this, shouldn't lose with this offense. Yeah, but they lose to Jason Garrett. This hypothetical. Scenario. Let me put it to you this way: What, what? If Tom Brady came to my team, Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl, Lamar Jackson, Super Bowl, uh, Tannehill, that's a good chance. Um, Sean Watson, Super Bowl. I'm trying to go through all the quarterbacks that would be able to be a starter on the team this year that would win me a guaranteed Super Bowl. There are quite a bit of them because that's how talented this roster is. Okay, That's what I'm going to this year. This season is resting on one man's shoulders. Who is up for a contract? Yeah, but I'm saying, let's say Dallas loses to New York and Jason Garrett's on the side with his hands over his head. How upset are you? Not that upset. Okay. I'm the same upset as if I lose to anybody else. Okay. The Jason Garrett thing would have nothing to do with it. Because also, I would be pissed if I beat all of those teams, but then I lost to the Lamar Jacksons. I lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I lost to the good teams. Yeah. That's when I'm pissed. Because what the hell was beating all those teams for? You're not good. Yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. Come on, man. Um, I'm, at the, I'm past that point. I'm supposed to be well, above I'm just, average. I'm just trying to imagine like Bill O'Brien gets fired by Houston and he's the OC in Jacksonville and he loses the Jet and we lose Jacksonville. Probably the angriest that ever be in my entire life. You got to have this type of team though. <laughs> you got to have. No, also, I'm, I'm, again, I'm saying like, let's say Deshaun Watson goes to Jacksonville. They lose them. And, no, and it's Bill O'Brien's the offensive coordinator after he's been fired in this hypothetical scenario. I'd be livid. It would be awful. It would be a terrible day. Um, so my, I kind of have two predictions. My first one is that I think Blake Martinez is the funniest signing that was made last year. And I think the New York Giants are going to regret that and it'd be the worst sign that was made this season. And the second thing, I think this is going to be uh, Gettleman's last year as the general manager. I think he's gone after this year. I think Judge is fired after his first year as a head coach. Longer. I don't hate him. I think I hate him. And I don't do think he's him? going to. Come on, man. What has he done? What has he done? He hasn't done anything. I don't yet. like him. I don't like him. I don't like the way he looks. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Know. I think he has the. Because tra- what did he do? He's touched Tom Brady. Well, he, well, also, I think he has the kind of trademarks you want of a head coach, though. He coached special teams and wide receivers. You know, he's young, I guess. He's not old and decrepit. But I think this is Miguelman's last year, though. This is year three for him. They've just gotten worse every year, and it's also they've gotten worse while he's spent a lot of money and made some insane decisions too. So if he's a young coach and he may stay to the first, either way, it's either him or Garrett fired. I'll change mine. Garrett or him are fired after this year. Okay, that's fine. Done. I'm going with the general manager though. I don't care what you say. 
All right, next we have the Philadelphia Eagles. So every year... This team's interesting for me. I, I just think there's a lot of bad, bad aura around they, this team right now. And it's been quiet over there. It's quiet. It's yeah. also all the injury stuff. Jalen Rager hurt his shoulder out for five weeks. We got some guys out for the year too, right? Brand Brooks out for the year. Yeah. Andre Dillard out for the year. Yeah. Um, Jason Peters had to move from guards to left tackle where he struggled at. Yeah. And they're going to have to pay him more money. He's like, I'm not moving unless you pay me more. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, um, That's an awesome deal. And then I am not moving three feet. Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, he's going to play. He's going to get hurt in three weeks. Carson Wentz always sure. hurt. You know Carson Wentz's backup is this year? Oh, they drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. Yeah, yeah my bad. That's my bad. what they're going to yeah. do. They may actually use him like on repass options and stuff. Yeah, okay, yes. That's what they're going to be doing then. Because especially if Carson gets hurt, they'll definitely be trying to have some fun with that. I just I think that was the idea there too. It's like we're at the top of the cap. We need a we need a good backup quarterback. We can't pay for one, so we'll we'll draft this guy and pay him one point one million dollars and see what happens. And then if it doesn't work out, or like if it if never actually we don't need him at all, we can always trade him after a year or two for maybe a first round or second round pick back. Anyways, yeah, so, and that's all everybody ever needs. Just I, mean, I just think there's some bad aura around this team right now. I just when it comes to this team overall, they I'm never going to be able to count them out because I still like Dougie P. I still think yeah. he is a good head coach to where even with this team having injuries, what we've seen in the past, year. it takes them some time each and every single year where then they kind of need to get the ball rolling. But to kind of go to my... Tinkering. He's like he's like your He's like a stepfather in the garage. He's always tinkering with something in there. It's true. And in my prediction, that's why it kind of ties into it. I think it doesn't happen this year, and I think they're awful. You think they're awful? I think they're awful. I think they're a five-win team. Okay. I wouldn't go that far. I'm going that far. You're a five-win be- team. I'm going five-win team, and it's because of what your point is. At this time, man, you've already lost. defensive lo- line's kind of old, too. You've already lost people. You are so fragile where if you are losing anymore, then you're... You're really in trouble. Alshon Jeffrey may miss the first four or five weeks too. We're already after he played eight games last year. We're already talking about these things, which is why I'm I'm just going back to I don't think, which is why kind of what we started out with. You felt like bad aura. I said they haven't been talking. We both thought that something has been off with the team with the offseason, which last year, the year before, nobody was saying that about. Like, Look at this team talking. They won't shut the hell up. I hate them as a Cowboys fan. Not this year. Yeah. This year's weird. Yeah. That's why I don't think it's the same magic. Yeah. Well, so my predictions, I'm not going to say they're going to win five games, but my prediction is that Week 16, Dallas versus Philadelphia will not. I don't think it's that. No, no will not. Decide the oh, NFC. Oh, okay. I like it. It will not decide the NFCs this year. Yes. Okay. Take, that, how, that. take that as you will. We got you know one more predictions podcast left to do after this one, but take that as you will. It will not decide the NFCs this year. Yeah, I just I do love their defense. I love Fletcher Cox. Well, again, oh and they're always going to be fun to see like whoever's plug and play at this point because they're going to be able to pull some wins out. I just. I don't see it this year. Yeah, I think that there's something. Whenever the Ra- whenever the Rager thing happens, it's like okay, so it's just be one of those seasons then. Exactly right, and it's not going to be. They like have a that. good defense though right now. They do. It's good. They do. And with Carson Wentz, if he's able to stay healthy all season, it's not like he's going to be able to not perform some magic tricks with Zach Ertz, even though he can't just throw it to him over and over again. Yeah. Even though he loves to. 
Mm-hmm. Even the last race, he's peeing blood. He's still getting catches. <laughs> so the next oh team here, God. the Washington football team. They're just the Washington football team. Is I just it, wish, that, like, I'm excited. What do you mean that's what their name is? They're called the Washington football team. Matt, that's not a name. Yeah, they don't have a nickname yet. What's the mascot? And so like, I'm kind of, like, convincing myself <laughs> into, like, watching Washington play this it's year. It's the state of Washington. But I just <laughs> wish they were a little bit more racist, you know, personally. Well, okay, I'm not I'm not going that far. <laughs> I feel like mine's a lot better where they just are called the Washington football team. Is their mascot? It's just, like, the outline of the state. Of D.C.? <laughs> and he's just, like, dancing. It's just the state. Just it's just dancing. the the state, the city map of D.C. <laughs> exactly. It just looks Or it could just terrible. be the White House, you know? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, they're going to come up with a new name by next year. That is the idea. I, mean, I like the Warthogs. I want a big old pig mascot. The me. Washington Warthogs is pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I want. That's pretty devastating, too. Yeah. But, okay, I hate, more pigs, you know? I hate this team. I, I think that the only thing that's going to be great is that this team's going to improve over time. No doubt about it, because I think Ron Rivera is a great coach. I would have actually really liked him on Dallas, because... I think he's going to be able to make the team harder and harder, especially on the defensive side with Washington. That's going to be scary. I think that's going to be a really good defensive team. At least defensive line-wise. That offense, though. Oh, my God, no. I am not a fan of anything, except for their uh, second-year receiver. His name is McLaurin. McCory, I was going to say. So it's an MC. Terry McLaurin. But What, you don't like Doncho Inman? Eh. As far as McLaurin, though, I was... I really liked watching him play, and I think he's just an extremely fun talent to see on the field. Whenever it comes to anything else, I'll wait and see. I'm so glad they released Peterson today. Why? I don't want to see him get 250 carries again at age 35. Why? I know what it looks like. Do you think Houston's going to sign him? Nobody's going to sign him. <laughs> Jacksonville may sign him, actually. Yeah, Jacksonville will probably definitely sign him. Right, Cole Armstead, the guy. They, even, they don't even have a running back. Oh, Armstead, we talked well, about Well, he's it. supposed to replace Fournette. He tested positive for COVID. <laughs> nice. I hope it's Alfred Blue or Adrian Peterson there. I'm um, pretty sure Jacksonville is going to say that all their guys tested for COVID because they're tanking. Yeah, they're tanking now. They they're weren't tanking, tanking, and now they are. They're tanking. Oh, by the way, can we go back to what you just said about Leonard Fournette there? Hey, Matt, what did we say about last podcast where he was going to end Tampa up? or Atlanta. Look at that. Boom. Too easy. <laughs> Too easy. Uh, so their defensive line, Ryan Kerrigan, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Chase Young. They also have Montez Sweat backing up Kerrigan. I think this team is going to finish top 10 in adjusted sack rate, pressure rate, and sacks. And they're going to have one of the five best defensive lines in football this year. So I'm really like, like- They're worth watching the Game Pass version, just like the coaches film, just for this defensive line this year. I would say so, and I would say that I'm a big fan. I brought it up here, so I think that the defense is going to be great, and I agree. I think when it comes to making sacks, they're going to be able to improve. I think this They're team, good at last year. They had good pass rush last year. Exactly. Now that you have Ron Rivera, where he's a defensive-minded coach. And Chase Young's like the predator. That's exactly what everything is going to be aiming towards. Now, my bold prediction, it's just easy, man. Dwayne Haskins has to start all year. Okay. He doesn't start all year. He does not start yeah, all year. Backup is? No, it doesn't matter. Because either way, it's not because he is hurt that he's going to be sacked. Do you want to know who it is? Yeah, I do. Alex Smith and his necrophilia leg. His what? gangrene, black and green rotted leg is the backup quarterback. Why is he on the field? Why is he still trying to play football? Why is that on the field? It's they like it's like you're a bad car wreck and the next day it's like, yeah, I want to drive a car tomorrow. 
tell him to get that thing off the field. Yeah, he doesn't need to be on here, man. Yeah, he, but that's who his backup is. And, you know, Haskins was the worst quarterback in football last year. He he had like a Blaine Gabbert sort of season last year. And, Ron uh, Rivera is going to hate him. I don't know. I, I hope it works out for him. No. Yeah, I wish no. the best for everybody. Dwayne Haskins looks terrible. I always, like again. I always give quarterbacks like at least three years. Maybe, I always give quarterbacks like four or five years. But then you know, with Mariota, you waste your entire life. But like, I mean, I'm not gonna say anything bad about Haskins until he plays for another season. I'll always say something bad. You know what? Be Screw Haskins. I, but I am gonna watch Washington. I wish they're a little bit more racist. But I'm gonna watch Washington because they're defensive line. Why don't you just want to call them the Washington racists? It's fine. What do you think their mascot would be? I'll let you The Washington that. White Guilt. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of good names, but I like the Warhawks, though. The Warhawks is what I want. Um, so next division here, the NFC North, we have the Chicago football team, the Chicago Bears. So I today it was announced that Mitch Trubisky is going to be the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears, and it's not going to be Nick Foles. And even after spending that much money to take on the Foles contract when they should have at least gotten a draft pick out of and everything else, it's going to be Trubisky. And you know what? I think this is the right decision to make. I think they were right picking Trubisky instead of Foles. Yeah, I agree with you because we just have to wait till week eight, week nine, and then Nick Foles comes week 12. in. Week 12. Guys, guys. Oh, yeah. Trubisky won the starting job. Of course he did. I could see that coming into play. And it's because we have to wait. Because Trubisky it's is like a going, full moon for he's going to screw it up. And whenever they're 500, whenever they're going to be 5-5, five 4-4, and 4-4, five, four and four, whatever it is, Nick Foles is coming in. Yeah. And he's going to take them to the promised land. No, it's pretty bad. Uh, I, didn't think I don't like, think so. I didn't think about it. I was like, you know what Foles is? And like with Trubisky, I think Trubisky's like, a comparable level of quarterback with Foles over the course of 16 games. What? Over the course of 16 games. Dude, exactly what you just Foles said. Is, but Foles gets, Foles gets hot. How many years do you want with the quarterback? Well, this is your three. Your four. Your four. See, that's what I'm talking about but what, I'm, but what I'm saying, though, it's like, I don't think the difference between Foles and Trubisky is very much, if anything at all. And at least with Trubisky, there's some like, semblance of potential, some idea he could get better this year. Even though he probably won't be. I'm not saying he's going to get better this year. But there's at least like the idea that that can happen. Whereas Foles is just like a bad quarterback right now. I agree because it's not his time. It's not to say he's a bad quarterback. It's to say that the moment isn't bright enough. He can put he's together four games. You know what? Jesus Christ himself cannot rise to the show unless the show comes calling. That's not how it works. Okay, that's how it works in his world. So when it comes to Nick Foles, when the moment is biggest is when he is coming. And guess what? The beginning of the season is not big, especially when it comes to Chicago where Trubisky is going to blow it. He's going to give him every opportunity to be able to come in, to be able to start. It's... I don't like Chicago. I really don't. And I don't like their coach. I think that's what it comes down to. I just think that he changed so much of what the offense was doing. I think he then tried to go back to what they are were doing when it comes to like the slam passes, the mm-hmm. the easier passes, instead of turning Trubisky into something that he wasn't. It's just it's little things like that where I just don't believe in the head coach. And come on, on the defensive side, are you believing them here? Well, yeah, I think the defense can get better. 
And uh, what's funny is the weird thing about about looking at their stuff last year and watching, they didn't blitz as much as you thought they would. No, and it, yeah, and like, that's right. Chuck you Pagano, talked about that. That's Chuck saying it's like he likes to blitz, so the coverages won't be as you know interesting and and bizarre. But the blitzes will be to kind of make up for. It. He really didn't blitz that much. They didn't blitz five and six. They blitz five and six rushers at below average so you're rates last me year. He changes defense and his offense. What do you mean? With last year? So no, you, the offense was the same. No, 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 at the beginning of the season. Yes, yeah, I mean, it's the same offensive coordinator. I'm saying, like, the defensive coordinator has changed, though. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just saying when it comes to what they look like from the strategy-wise, it was entirely separate. So, 2018, they forced 36 turnovers, the most in the league. Last year, they forced 19, which is 22nd. I have a very simple prediction here. The Bears have forced more turnovers this year. That's not saying much. They're going to force, like, 25. You're saying top 15? 27. Top fifteen, like top ten, top seven. Ooh, okay, you say yeah. top seven. They're gonna like because last year they were below average. They'll be above average this year, and that'll make a big difference to this offense. Where like, I mean, imagine the situation Trubisky played in eighteen. The defense is constantly scoring, constantly giving you short fields. You're constantly starting drives like the thirty-five yard line, and uh, and like whenever you do that enough, it's pretty much it's really easy to score points. You know. Oh, I agree, man. And you're as a quarterback, you're living a life dream. I just. When it comes to my bowl prediction, it's going to be Nick Foles comes in at week 10. The projections do have Foles being slightly better than Trubisky. He is better. and it's. Not, I'm saying like he's slightly better, but you know I'm what he is. I'm so glad that tr- it doesn't matter. It's consistent. At least with Trubisky. Dude, what the hell are you going to get week one versus week three to week five to I don't week know, but seven? I'm saying there's the You're going to get something potential. random. I mean, Dude, he has not proven anything, and I like what you. He just got better his second about. year, though, and you still and he dropped off his my third question. year. How many years do you want? This is Trubisky's timeline. He was, <laughs> oh, pretty. Eh. Hey, There's yeah. something there, and then <laughs> again. You know what I mean? So, what do you want this year? Then, what if he just goes? Ah, are you okay? No, I mean, they already didn't pick up his fifth year option, so this is probably it for him. Okay, so then you're done. Yeah, I just. Come on, then what are you doing? You and then you go sign Aaron Rodgers next year or whatever. Oh, my God. All right, so we got Aaron Detroit Rogers. here. Talk about overrated trash. So we got Detroit here. Um, so I, I, the Detroit That's not Lions, a football team, Matt. The Detroit Lions. I don't know what you're talking about. So football outsiders for the Almanac, their projection system, they had them projected to win the NFC North last year. They have them projected to win the NFC North again this year. And last year, of course, Matthew Stafford was unbelievable. Fractured his back, south the rest of the year. And the Lions went 3-12-1. Um, this year, they have a high projection again, too. They added a lot of New England Patriots, the defensive side ball. They drafted more defensive Shucker. players. They had the same offense again, and uh, and Matt Patricia's not going to do anything with it at all. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's it's going back to kind of that He's exact He's like the anti-Andy Reid. But that's it. <laughs> he's like he Andy has Reed all these Shadow. weapons, and he, he just has doesn't beard, know what to the do. He has the belly. He coaches the... He's Andy Reid Shadow. Except you know? Andy Reid has some type of strategy, some type of fun, some type of magic. Nope. Matt Patricia's the curse. He is just nothing that anybody mm-hmm. should ever... Because he takes everything, and he just doesn't do anything with it. And he's like the Venom version of Andy Reid. That's exactly right. Yeah. I just... I don't believe in this team. I think the only thing that is going to be fun is to watch their new little weapon in Swift and to watch him with Stafford. I love Carrion, though. I'm bummed. I just... I love... Carrion was awesome his rookie year. And they got hurt last year, and they didn't give him the ball anymore. And um, Also, like, it was funny last year, too, because 
Darrell Bevel, you know, the always hated Seattle offensive coordinator. Yep. He was the one who unlo- uh, unleashed Matthew Stafford last year, the vertical passing offense. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are absurd. <laughs> last year, never Stafford was healthy. And so, um, so Jones with Stafford, 157 DYAR, 12.7 DVOA. Galladay, 172 DYAR, 23.5% DVOA. So these are two of the most, two like two of the best receivers above average last year when Stafford was healthy. And so hopefully Stafford plays 16 games and we can see what that looks like. Because I look at this team as like having the potential of having a very good passing offense, a good running attack, and just they're going to have a bad defense again though. But do you believe in this team? No, my so my prediction form is they're going to be the bad good team. So like they're well, going to they have team like that you're going to watch. Yeah, like no, yeah, just be, if Stafford's healthy, I'll watch them. But I mean, in the sense of they're going to be like good. You'll be like, why are they only you know six and nine right now? Like what happened? This doesn't make very much sense. I like this guy, like this guy, like this guy. Like what is up with them? And then it's just because Matt Patricia, and then maybe the year after in twenty one, whenever Stafford can't play anymore. Uh, they'll get better, but I'm going to call them the, my prediction is that they're going to be the good, bad team. So the record's going to be bad, but they're going to play well though. My prediction is another firing here. He's gone after this season. He is gone. Matt Patricia's fired. So I had Gase as first coach fired. Oh, no, no, no. Patricia's Patricia? waiting for after the season because Gates okay. will probably be during the season. I kind of agree with you. I said that was an easy choice last week. I thought you cheated on that one. That was too easy. Of course he's going to be fired. It's just all about when and what week. When it comes to this one, they're going to wait till the end of the season. Because to your point and to what everybody kind of sees in this team, the offense, there's something fun. There's something there. They have Stafford's weapon. awesome. And Stafford's I've always loved peak. Stafford. Yeah. Well, you know how Stafford. old Stafford is now? Was he? I'm going to say, hold on, hold on. 31? He's like 32. All right. Yeah. Uh, this, if you forgot, you're going to die one day. By the way, that makes me feel old. Matthew Stafford's going to be 32 one day. By the way, that or hurts me. he's 32 me. right now. Man, I watched him in Georgia when I was like, man. You watched him when we were in high school. Yeah. I loved him. I, man, this hurts. Yeah. This makes me feel but old. But I do think um, like if Stafford, like if Stafford's healthy, his will just be a really great downfield thrower makes him worth watching. But that's the whole idea is that this team is going to be really great and then at the very end, something's going to happen where something's going to be blown and it's because of Matt Patricia. It's going to be some type of coaching I just decision. also, I don't think the defense is going to be very good. Well, yeah, and by the way, what is he supposed to specialize in? You know he does? He rushes three and he never blitzes and you know, and his defense line's like Danny Shelton. It seems like he does the same thing every time. Yeah. He doesn't change he it for any team. He plays man coverage and he rushes three or four. I just, I don't believe. Are you excited for Romeo Okawara and Danny Shelton? I am. And Trey Flowers? Yeah. They have bonfire pass rush. Yeah. Just don't blitz. You don't need to do that. You know, why would you need to do that? I think think Devon Kennard led the team with sacks last year and he's in Arizona. That's good. Blitzing as a linebacker. Just occasionally, he should have done that more. Well, everybody goes to Arizona these days. Yeah, me too. I'm going to Arizona. (laughs) Give the dry air. So the next thing we have here are the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it's oh the same team God. all over again. Yeah, I was about to say, what are we going to talk about? The exact same thing as last year So they here? added Christian Kirksey and Ricky Wagner. They lost Jimmy Graham, BJ Goodson, Brian Beluga, Kyler Fackrell, Blake Martinez, Geronimo Allison, Dan Vitale, Ibrahim Campbell. They drafted Jordan Love, A.J. Dillon, and Josiah Degura. Uh, it's the same team. And it's a team that was very lucky last year. 
and yep. a team that was very boring to watch last year. Oh my god! And a team with a quarterback who is above average is no longer in the upper third of the league anymore. He was my fantasy quarterback last year, and I watched every game, being like, "Yeah, yeah, it's Green Bay Packers." It was so horrible to watch, where they would score like 14, 17 points in the first half, and then they would score nothing in the second half. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, we get like a late field goal, we get like a late touchdown to pull out. It was so awful to have to sit through these games. Unbelievably awful. And to your point, this team was just lucky. We even went into last season going into the playoffs saying how this is the luckiest team on planet Earth, how they didn't deserve their bye week. They didn't deserve crap because him and his head coach should hate each other, and they will. Now, it all comes down to my prediction here, which is this year, it doesn't last past week six when it comes to their feud. Hmm. All right. Boom. That's your prediction. So this is how lucky they were last year. They won seven more games God, last year disgusting. than they did in 18, which was second most in the league. They had a plus 12 turnover differential, which was third. Um, they f- had 17 receptions, which is third most in the NFL. And the FOA did a really get, great job kind of detailing. Like, their pass defense was actually bad, but they made big plays. And again, interceptions, interception rates of that high don't stick year to year. They went 8-1 and one in one-score games. They won 3.2 more games than their point differential indicated they would. Um, they were 10th in DVOA, and they were like slightly more healthy than the rest of the league. This is, and they took the same, it's the exact same team again. And I can't believe they didn't draft wide receiver. No, and I was going to say, like, what are we, it would have been much better to talk about with this team, and again, I'll go if they back just drafted to, and Rogers two douchebag. Wide receivers. But yeah, something different, or just something for us to one, talk about one here. Receiver. What are we saying? Is Devontae Adams going to be better? Is he going to be more I think impressive? He'll, well, he's gonna be, if he plays 16 games, he'll be better. Man, I think he's just going to be the same guy that we expect Monte Adams to be. Yeah, he can carry an offense on his own. Yeah, if Aaron Rodgers gave him the ball. He's like, you know, below Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins. He's very good, but yeah, he's not DeAndre Hopkins. Exactly. But they I don't have, think he's he has to be DeAndre top Hopkins. three though. guy. Yeah, but he has to play like it. He, well, he's he top the, seven. I don't think he's top three. He has the usage rate because they have any other receivers. Uh, so my prediction is really simple. They're going to miss the playoffs. Oh, okay. Well, that's easy. Yeah. I, yeah, that was a good one. I still like that they're going to start fighting in bye weeks. I like that one, too. They're going to so start fighting. They're going to hate each other. I've been waiting like eight months to say that. They hate each other. No, just say they're going to miss the playoffs. Oh, they're going to miss the playoffs. good. <sighs> well, isn't... So, what is this, Aaron Rodgers last year here? No, probably two more years. Oh, you think two more years? Oh, hell no. After their fight this year, they are done for. I think this fight's going to be brutal. Where is Rodgers going to play at? Man, Rogers, why do you think they drafted okay, a quarterback? So this is what, well, no, like you expect two years probably to let him stew. Oh, dude. He's uh, let but if he's gone it. this year, he's going to play for the Bears next year. He's going to do the exact same thing Brett Favre did. So, I got this. I got a buddy. I got a buddy at work, and he's the biggest Chicago Bears fan. He says that if Aaron Rodgers goes to his team, he will not watch. And he's been like... Yeah, he will. He says he lifelong... Like, again, he has so much memorabilia. Father, like, ever since he was, like, five years old, took an embarrassed game. He 100% will. I, he is dead set on this. That that's how much he hates Aaron Rodgers. I'm curious about this. Vikings fans love Brett Favre that year. I'm trying to think of... It's, they're going to do the same thing. They have, they've had the exact same career trajectory. Man, it's so complicated because I've never thought of a situation. Has it happened where it's like a quarterback goes to the exact same uh, like division, different opponent, like your rival? Yeah, Brett Favre. What did Brett... Oh, Green Bay to Vikings? Yeah. I guess. 
I guess that makes Yeah, but it wasn't like they went to bad team. It wasn't like both teams went bad or anything. Yeah, was, that wouldn't be the case either. That was the thing though. that that was mutual. Yeah. Well, well the Packers are kind hold of... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Packers aren't going to be good when he leaves. They'll still be like around... Like, they'll be like 7-9, and nine, though. Okay, I agree with you on that. Yeah. But yeah, they're not going to be... Well, that's not good. They have. The, I mean, it's the same career trajectory. We're going to see it all over again. I think it's going to be good, though. Same thing. All right, so Minnesota... This is so like how do you like how do you remember the past like if you're ever nostalgic and like let's say if you wanted to like like if you missed 2010 for example what would you do to re-experience 2010? I would just have Kirk Cousins be able to throw the ball as many times. No, no, as I'm he saying can. like so. Let's say you're feeling nostalgic about the year 2010. What would you do to to like actually act on your nostalgia and revisit that year? Like, would you, like, watch Looper, for example? Like, what would you do? Oh, you're talking about what would I do? Okay, so yeah. hold on. So this would be 2010. I'm going to say, wait, did Kingdom Hearts 2 come out at that time? No, that was like, oh. But that was a, when I started replaying may, it again. Yeah, okay, okay. So I'd probably go back to that and play time. play both those games again. Yeah, it's probably just. not go just, to work? Yeah, not go to work, <laughs> not go to class. Tell you go to class. No, I'm going to play Kingdom Hearts my underwear. Oh, okay. That's probably what I would just have that mindset where I'm just waking up playing a video game. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm going to so watch the Vikings this year. What? Kirk Cousins is just Matt Schaub. Well, no. You have a elite. Andre Johnson. And Daniil Hunter. Andre Johnson's Alan Thielen. I was going to say. Uh, Anthony Barr is Brian, is Brian Cushing. You have two great... The Texans, I guess, didn't have two great safeties. Dalvin Cook, Arian Foster. Exactly. You have, <laughs> you have Gary Kubek as the offensive coordinator. Offensive co- well, he's the head coach in Houston. He's the offensive coordinator in Minnesota. Uh, they're going to run the outside zone a ton, throw a lot of play action, and uh, it's the same team. It's the exact same team, except Minnesota has better safety play. Okay, so then kind of going back to this, because this actually has me really thinking here. Who's the better quarterback, Matt Schaub or Kirk Cousins? Schaub. I was gonna say so with this type of but I offense. Think, I think Cousins will have a longer career than Schaub did. Well, that's fair, but I feel like Schaub's not. Schaub didn't seem like that. Whenever he screwed up, it didn't matter what game, what the situation was. He just screwed up. It wasn't like oh, the pressure got to him. Maybe I didn't yeah. watch a lot of Houston games. Maybe I don't know. No, he had some. Well, like it was like he would play great and the defense would let him down. Yeah. Kirk, the pressure gets to him. Where it's like, hey, Kirk, just make the pass. It's all you got to do. And Kirk can't make the pass. Because everything just eats He, he made it. the pass last year, though. What, he, he threw like, no. No, he didn't. Yeah, against the Saints, he did. He made well, two wait, passes. Hold on. Whose fault was it, though, at the end? They beat him. I know. Whose fault was it, though? What do you mean? I thought there was something that went down that shouldn't have happened. No, they Man, just. I remember beat watching that game. No, they just. I'm gonna have to go him. back to rewatch. He that made game. two throws. He made two throws that game. They lost the Niners because they couldn't block on the interior. And oh, Eric Armstead that's what I and DeForest yeah. Buckley just destroyed him on the interior. Yeah, like they, I mean they were. He made that one third on the sideline, and then he was just eaten up by the pass rush. I think I even said that I didn't blame him on that game. I have to go back to rewatch, but yeah, I think no, I they, remember they the just, playoff. They beat the Saints last year. It. Oh yeah. He made the two throws. They beat the Saints. Yeah, but when it comes down to it, I don't like the. We we've talked about this. We don't like Drew Brees playoffs. We don't like playoff Drew Brees. I like him. Uh, Drew, Drew I like Brees. him this year though. Um, so my prediction here for him is. I think one, Kirk Cousins does not die this year. Oh no, he's gonna die. And two, the projections like had him like twenty third, twentieth in de- in defense this year. I think they're gonna have like a upper half defense because like the whole reason is that they lost like seven starters because they couldn't pay them all anymore. 
And I think they got better by getting rid of a lot of the dead weight. And also, these these projections also I saw came after the Yannick and Gakwe trade. But I think they're still going to have like an above average defense. So maybe they'll have like the 13th or 14th best defense instead of the 16th best defense. And, uh, and I do like their offense in the sense of like, it's going to give Kirk Cousins really easy throws. I think their offensive line has been better this year too. I'm going to go and take one out of Matt Weston's page here. Minnesota Vikings are going to miss playoffs. Okay. That's the prediction there. Right. They're going to miss the playoffs this year. You better remember this for Monday. I will. Because, right. you know, I may change it. I don't know. But right now, I feel like this is an 8-8 eight and eight team. And it's because without Diggs, who is their second receiver, Matt? Well, who do you have win the North? Do you have Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago, Green Bay winning the North? I already told you. I have Chicago. Okay. With Nick Foles coming in at the on week okay, 10, gotcha. he's going to be able to take them to the promised land because they're going to be 5-5. Five and five. He's going to make them 11-5 and five to win the division. Way to, way to spoil the show. You oh, know? I'm You're sorry. This is, what, this is what Jesus Christ does. What do you think that this book hasn't been written? Hello, the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more of an Old Testament guy than myself. Very nice. Very classe. <laughs> yeah, I like to listen to vinyl, and I'm more of an Old Testament guy. The next division we have here is the NFC South. I think it's my favorite division this year, and we'll start with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, what? Yeah. Why? So, Bill Barnwell wrote an article that was like the 40 most interesting players, or the 40 players that will define the 2020 season. And like, number 39, he listed Caleb McGarry. And he was like, I'm probably the only person who cares about this. Like, no, that's not true, Bill. I care about this. <laughs> so, there's two people in the world that care about that's all Caleb McGarry this year. And so I was going back watching some games, and they went to more of a power scheme towards the end of the year last year. They look good, dude. Caleb McGarry and Chris Lindstrom look good together. And so I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited for the Falcons' offense. Is the defense going to be good? Probably not. But uh, I do love the Falcons, like everything about their offense, and I'm so excited to watch them play this year. I have zero desire when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons. Like, this is... If everything works great, it's going to be a great team. But it's a big if. This is a team where you're expecting them to go back to that Super Bowl caliber moment where it was Matt Ryan was the MVP. He was being able to carry this team. He had all the weapons in the world. I get it. He has a little bit more now, but does he really? I mean, Todd Gurley is what? He's not as good as Deontay Freeman was. Julio is what? Still... Julio, I get you. Julio's still a freak. I just he's not young Julio. No, I don't I don't like I'm looking at the Falcons just being like a fun team to watch. I'm not looking at them as being a Super Bowl contender. I, mean, I don't think really is, is good, but it's I, I like the team. I just I'm not blown away by it like you are. You just like this. I I don't know if it's all the first rounders that just make you go there's crazy. Nine, I think. Oh, I think every single person in every I think position. Nine. They get so nine. either way. I think you're just excited by that. You want to do the countdown? <laughs> All right, without looking. Oh my Calvin Ridley, go. Matt Ryan, Julio oh Jones, Laquan Treadwell. Oh my God. Caleb McGarry. Put your pants back on. Chris Lidstrom. The skin uncomfortable. Mack, Jake Matthews. Oh, oh, Hayden Hurst. That's nine. <laughs> He's easy to forget. But that's what I mean. It's, I like the team on paper. Is it going to work? I don't think so. I think offensively it's going to work. Maybe. I think they have a it's, great offense. But are they going to have to try to score the 40 points a game to win? 
Maybe. Okay, that's not good. Maybe. Well, because we've always talked about their defense on how you don't like the quick and fast players because he doesn't draft anybody. I like him more this year, though. Oh, now we're taking well, back your reason, point. The only reason why is just because the secondary was young and it's a year older. They drafted Marlon Davidson. Grady Jarrett's like Aaron Donald, but not as good. But like he's a, he's like you know a tier below Aaron Donald. He's that good of a player. Um, they signed Vic, they not Vic Beasley. They replaced Vic Beasley Dante Fowler, which is a big upgrade there too. And they also Dan Quinn's not the DC anymore. Raheem Morris is the DC, and he took over last year. And their defense improved, even though second half defensive performance yeah. does not mean anything for the next year at all. I mean, and like even if the, mean, well, how much I think did the defense it improve though. Like seventeen points a game difference. Are you sure? Yeah. I wasn't well, like seeing he took that a, big. Remember that, remember that game where they beat the Saints? Like he was the DC that game and they blitzed oh, a lot of stuff. Okay, I know yeah. exactly what you're saying. It was towards the end when they got that hot streak. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because they, okay. they start off like one and seven last All year. Right, no, no, no. I know. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. Okay, you're uh, right. But it does not correlate anything in the following season. But that being said, I think just having a defensive coordinator who's not just gonna be like, yeah, we play cover three and we run a four three over. I, I think you. that makes a difference too. And uh, I think they're going to have a top 10 offense at least. And I think I could see the defense being mediocre. Uh, but my prediction, though, is I think Calvin Ridley finally breaks 1,000 yards. I think he could have 10 touchdowns. Like, I'm locking him down to more than 1,000 yards receiving. I think it's possible he has at least 10 touchdowns. I think this could be the last, like, really great Matt Ryan year. He was, like, fringe top 10 last year, top five the year before that, one of the best quarterbacks in the league year before that. And uh, I think this may be the last like really great Matt Ryan year we have. I don't know how many yards, but for my prediction here when it comes to this team, I think Gurley is going to have a breakout again. I don't I think, think so. I think he is. When it comes to passing and running, I don't think it's going to be always oh, going to be like the ultimate running back. I'm talking about both here. Okay. I think he's going to be an ultimate like just kind of outlet. I think it'll be an improvement Ryan. from last year. Yeah. I think it's something that Matt Ryan desperately needs, and I think he's going to be looking a lot of Gurley's way. I think Gurley's going to have a very nice year, especially when it comes to the passing game. It's kind of my point. Not running back. I see what you're going when it comes to all that, but I don't think they're going to be expecting a lot of that because of how many weapons. I think he's going to be a very nice outlet. Yeah, that makes sense. And I wonder if they do run more power schemes because like the right side line's a power scheme side, and then that's a different blocking scheme for Gurley run through, but you know, um, I think you can figure it out. The other funny thing, too, is if you ever look at Julio Jones' pro football reference player page, it's like 1,600 yards, 1,700 <laughs> yards, 1,400 yards, 1,370 like, yards. Ask, I go, you're like, yeah, what Julio's gotten a year older, so he's still Julio. Yeah, it I think doesn't he's, matter no matter I think what he's the, 31 or 32 now. doesn't matter. Yeah. He's a, he's a god. Yeah, he's a freak. He came from Olympus. It's Yeah, I would say so. He looks like it. He's, he's a centaur. He's ginormous. Yeah. Whenever you see him running on the field, you're like, why is he double the size of every person that's trying to tackle him? Yeah. Yeah, he rules. I love how he runs, like, come back and curl routes. Who's bigger, him or Calvin? Calvin. Was Calvin that big? Yeah. Calvin was like a like an NBA player or like somebody, like a professional volleyball player. So the next thing we have here, the Carolina Panthers. Men or women's. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The Carolina Panthers. So what's funny is like... I've this is your favorite team, by the way? Tell me this I'm is your really favorite team. For, the only thing that, that sucks about them is they play the toughest uh, the toughest projected schedule this year. Oh, my God. Really? the NFC South is going to be a bloodbath. And they're the worst oh, team in the NFC South. That's true. Um, that sucks. What's kind of funny is like I write down all their additions, all their departures in their draft, and just look at all these names here. Look at this. 
it's an entirely different team this That's year. That's a whole roster, by the way, that you have written down. Yeah, my hand hurt from it. Ugh. I'm excited to watch him play this I've year. I've not done that much right. Uh, my, my prediction for him, though, is that they're Bridgewater last year, he knew what he needed to do. He was an Alex Smith type of quarterback who said, hey, I got great defense. I'm filling in here. I don't need to be a rock star. I don't need to take care of the show. I don't need to make really aggressive throws downfield that are iffy passes at all. That's not my game at all right now. I just need to keep the boat rowing, you know? I don't I don't know where you're going with and this. And so <laughs> I thought like you know, like last year he was a rock star, I need a an boat. average quarterback that went five and zero. And I think this year in Carolina he'll be an upper third quarterback with the Panthers. So he'll be a top twelve quarterback with them. What sucks is I kind of go back to your original point because Yes, whenever we talk about all these teams in this division, I think this team is going to be just fine. I like Teddy a lot, and I like McCaffrey. I like that they're going to be able to take their time, and it's really just going to be kind of a building where there's no real pressure. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this could be an easy 9-7 and seven team, maybe a little bit better if they had an easier division. But since they don't, it's tough to grade this team. And even with my bold prediction this year, it's even, I have a hard time with it because it's Christian McCaffrey, I don't think is going to have that type of year again, but I don't think it's going to be far off. I don't think it's going to be like a big down with Teddy. I don't think he's going to have a bad year. I don't think he's going to have a great year. So I think my bold prediction overall here is that more becomes, did he have a thousand yard last year? I can check if you want. Check for me real quick. You want to talk for a little bit? I want to say this. All right, so that's going to be my bold prediction here is that Moore would have 1,000 yards because that would also be really great to watch where Teddy's going to have a dominant running back like McCaffrey where, again, I don't think he's going to be far off or far more. I just think he's going to be in the same area. So then if you have also a receiver that's 1,000 yards and then you have Teddy, I think that's going to be a great step in the right direction here. Yeah, so he had yeah he broke a thousand yards. He had eleven seventy five and four touchdowns with Kyle Allen throwing the ball. So that was Kyle Allen. So I say that Teddy is going to have more and more is going to have. I'm gonna say twelve hundred yards. I like it. Twelve hundred yards. Well, and also like uh, Samuel's a good number two receiver, and they signed Robbie Anderson too. Uh, Robbie's hitter. Robbie's missed. good. He, I mean, he's a Nickelodeon exactly. character, <laughs> dude. He has Nickelodeon. He really man. is. But Robbie is the guy where. He's going to get open one time a game. He's going to get that downfield for the touchdown once a game. You got to hit him. Yeah. Hit or, him, but even it. like, it just still at least keeps the safety deep too. You know what I mean? And like even the threat of it does help the offense out some. I like this team. I just think they kind of I like got... their offense a lot. I mean, their defense is going to be bad. Their pass defense is going to be bad. Well, that's just is young. They're replacing so many players. Yeah. But hopefully Derek Brown becomes a Fletcher Cox sort of player. And uh, I really like Yeter Gross Matos as well. And I like Jeremy Chin. And like they took seven defensive players. And it's kind of funny because like their off-season strategy was, all right, we're going to pay for offense, and then we're just going to draft defense, and that's going the plan we're going to stick to, you know? I think, I think this team just is a young team where they have a lot of aspirations. They have a, they're going to be able to go places in a, two years. I hope so. Not right now. I hope it works out well for Teddy. 
you love some oh, Teddy, which is why I'm trying to give some positivity here. But best. overall, when it comes to Carolina, I don't care. If I ever have a bad day, I just watch that gift him at Louisville when he's doing the dance and the crowd is doing the dance behind him. We're just doing this. You just wanted Teddy. And by the way, so with your prediction coming back to all the way with Teddy being drafted, were you right in your mind? I was right for the context of it. Okay. That Houston had a team that was ready to win now. They uh-huh. were not a rebuilding team, and they improved the quarterback position. They could be a Super Bowl contender quickly, and not only that, they should have been a playoff team in 14. And instead, we had Fitzpatrick. We had Brian You love Hoyer. Fitzpatrick. We had Ryan Mallett. We had TJ Yates. We oh, had Brandon Whedon. You're going through we like had this. Name Redacted. Oh, we had Tom Savage. God, this is awful until, now. When you're uh, until Deshaun Watson. But it was, it was you know, it was three years of a waste of life. And it was a so the Texans went from a team with they went from a great team with a bad quarterback with bad quarterbacks to a team with a great quarterback with average talent, you know. And so they've completely flipped around now. And like you can't pick, you know. And that was, and so instead of taking a quarterback, even they took Carr, they took Garoppolo or Teddy, even it mattered. Um, I would prefer Bridgewater, of course, but instead of taking a guard, they took one of those quarterbacks. I think Houston may have been a team that could go all in around that and, you know, maybe have broken through that divisional round wall sooner. And maybe you don't have to end up with Deshaun Watson, kind of all works out in some strange way. But um, yeah, it's the context about that, though. Whatever, man. All uh, right. I'm just here to hang out and party. Yeah. I'm just here to to stroke my nipples a little bit, you know. What? What? <laughs> so New Orleans. This one's gonna be easy to chuck. They're up. very annoying because it's like, okay, oh, what God. were their holes last year? All right, so interior pass blocking. That's why they lost to the Vikings. They drafted Caesar Ruiz to replace Larry Warford. Then they lost their backup quarterback. They got Jameis Winston. They have health <laughs> at defensive line. Bring up his name. They have held a defensive line again. They added Zach Bond as well, too, to help with that. They also they need a linebacker. Hill to the contract, by the way, for their backup quarterback. Well, he's not their backup. He's like a jack of all trades. Okay, and they, they needed a second wide receiver. They got Emmanuel Sanders. And then they also signed Malcolm Jenkins to play strong safety. And it's like every hole they had is there. It's all filled. They were like a super lucky team at all last year and won 13 games. It's like, I don't know. They're going to be really good this year. So, But my prediction for them... My bold, you know. Don't. What are you doing right now? Bold, if you're going to say like playoffs that they're not making it, dude, no, you need no, to go no. sit outside. I said that last year, I think. My bold crack open bag of Doritos oh, yeah, pr- prediction did. is uh, this is Traquan Smith's breakout year. Receiver? Yeah. So he, like last no, year. Matt, yeah, yeah. Matt. This is Traquan Smith's Matthew, year. Matthew. What are we talking about right now? What are we. I'm what talking are about we, like 700 yards. He's too tiny. No, this is going to be the year for him. No, it's not. You think so, that, but the moment he has a big game, it doesn't work like that. He's not that. He's going to go against the third and fourth corner instead of the second corner. Emmanuel's going to be the guy. I know, but I'm saying that he's going to get the scraps. And he's going to be able to get open. That's the scraps he's of the scraps. Easy catches. Yeah, I'm saying, no, I'm talking about like the the cornerbacks he goes up against. He's going to go up against third and fourth corners because Jared Cook's on the field too. And he's going to get really easy matchups. And he's going to cook them. What? I'm talking like 700 receiving yards from That's from like Kwan nothing. Smith. You know what? At it's least maybe that type of prediction. No, no, no. Yeah. This is disgusting. What's your prediction? I don't know how to say this. Like, how do I be nice about this without being mean about this? But my bold prediction is Drew Brees has a down year. Take it however you want. Okay. Take it however. But it's not because they're running the ball more that he has a down year. 
Drew Brees just has it down here this year. Okay, interesting. He's on the same guy. And I'm going to go with that. And anybody can talk whatever they want because with our million followers, we got, sorry, four million followers, we get so many like bombarding. Yeah, don't forget people talking so much smack here. But the issue is you're not anything when it comes to the playoffs. You have always bothered me where you and I have always talked about where his arms are like a flat tire. I believe in New Orleans always. The team is fantastic. I love me some Kamara. But I don't think they're going to be good because of him. I just don't think it's going to be the same. So you think 41's the wall? To your point, I think there could be a chance that Mr. Crab Legs comes in. All right. Even I'm, better, dude. I'm going with that type of prediction where I don't think Drew looks like Drew, and I think people start questioning to put in Crab Legs. I think, I, I think he's been good this year. I don't, man. And I think they I, they don't have any holes left at all anymore. I know. Like, it makes, I know what like, you're saying. I I know. It made like the Rams game. You know that dumb thing happened. But get interior blocking is where they end up losing that game because he threw that floater pass and got hit by Aaron Donald. And then last year they put Daniel Blops, Hunter and so Everson Griffin on the dude. interior. And then Kirk Cousins made two throws and they lost that game. But he looks but this so year, awful. I know. Though. I understand all that. But I'm saying like this year they don't have any holes at all. And so, I don't know. I, I didn't listen to me Breeze. It's like last chance at it, though. Me, me too. And that's where it goes back to kind of a Dallas thing. What are you going to blame? You're not going to blame anything. What you're going to blame is that Drew's just old. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's hard. It's not a bad thing. That's really not. How old is he? 42? 43? He's 41 this year. Okay. I can't wait to play as Brady. It's me like 87 years that's old. Way, it's the greatest thing ever. I love uh, that so much. I just I don't So believe. speaking of Brady, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's I mean like we could do an entire show talking about it. I'll jump straight to the prediction though. So mine's simple. I you like going back last year and watching Brady and watching what happened to him last year, I think the best way to describe him was the game against Houston. The Texans have the second worst secondary in football last year. They have like a you know one of the worst pass defenses, one of the worst short pass defenses. The Texans secondary, as bad as it was, was able to play man coverage against New England last year. They were playing man coverage, couldn't play man coverage against any other team in the NFL, but against New England Patriots they were able to. And so I think Tom Brady improves this year. And so last year he was at sixty point completion percentage, four thousand fifty seven yards, twenty four touchdowns, eight interceptions. 2.4% DVOA, 550 DYAR. His average step to target was five yards, which is 24th in the NFL. I think he's going to be better this year, even at age 45. And uh, am I am I going to say something like, oh, I think he's going to have the best year of his career in Tampa? No. Are the Bucks going to be more fun to watch? No. Yeah, it's going to be a bummer to watch. Like Mike Evans runs slants and stuff, but I think Brady's going to be better than he was last year. And I think Bucks are going to be good this year, too. And I predicted it last year. The Bucks be a playoff team this year too. Now, all right. So, the whole idea behind this is, and by the way, I'm not listening to a damn thing that you just said right there about your prediction because you predicted that with Jameis being the and starting then, quarterback. But Jameis no, is the Brady. starter. You even said that you wouldn't watch them if Tom Brady was their quarterback. By the but way, but Jameis is the starter. Said even though they're going to be a playoff Bahamas. team next year. It's yeah, Tampa Bahama. Dude, Tommy Bahama. Tampa Bahama. That's what we want. Yeah, dude. So the whole thing is though, Matt, this is the Super Bowl team. Just stop. I like the Saints more just, than them. 
Shut the hell up. Yeah, Get out of my house right now. Stop. Every They just picked up Fournette. They yeah. picked up the one missing piece. Tom Brady has every weapon he's never had in his entire life. He's not having to focus on one guy. He has so many guys to just pick and choose from where they can all get open. Tom is just going to have a feeding frenzy. And by the way, Matt, you're you're the numbers guy. You know better than me. Uh, hey, I'm a numbers and video guy. How good yeah, is this defense? They had the best run defense in football last year. With who? And they were, didn't make the playoffs. I mean, playoffs. they have the same team again next, this but year. That's the idea. I love it. I'm really excited to watch their secondary, though. They have Antoine Lidfield to and it. You're excited to watch the secondary now. Yeah. Well, and they, they started so Jamal they Dean. They the best run, and then you're excited to watch the pass. Well, they have a lot of good young cornerbacks. So they have a lot on both ends. Yeah, I'm excited. This is. Come I still on. think the Saints are better, Wait, though. How? Where? where they, their their where? pass defense is already good, whereas. The Bucs, you have to think that they could be good. What and do you also, mean? I don't... Because nobody's watched them. Because they were had No, they Jameis. weren't. But no, they're... Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, and they were... nobody knows because they also were turning the ball over like crazy. That's points four, but I'm saying, like, numbers that don't look at where your field position is. Like, they had a below, below average pass defense last year. By the way, really could talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for, like, hours. Yeah. This team is just... This team is great. Yeah. And finally, all I need in my life all I need in life is just for Tom to win a Super Bowl without Bill. You don't understand. Everybody can be like, oh, yeah, you like. No, 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 no. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan until uh, the day I die. But this is just personal here. I just need something to validate. He is numero uno without the coach. The coach is not anything without him. I uh, see. I'm pro Belichick. See? I just need exactly. We need this argument to be settled. And it's not just between you and I. It's between a lot of people where it is 50-50. It's dividing America. It is 50-50. This is the true argument that people need to focus on. Mm -hmm. Who gets the more credit? I'm Yeah, I'm pro-Belichick. I'm pro-Brady. Hey, we'll find out this year. I know. It's like an old Coke or Pepsi situation. Well, the good news is, and we talked about it last week, Bill's got himself the greatest quarterback on planet Earth now. Yeah, and I hope Cam's healthy. Gross. Cam's awesome when he's healthy. Gross. All yeah. right, so now the NFC West. Oh, what are we talking about? The last about destination now? of this road trip. Oh, God. I'm tired. First off, the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. Is this okay for you to talk about? So the Cardinals, <laughs> their average opponent, negative 1.7% DVOA. They play the 30th toughest schedule in the NFL this year. Shut the hell up. They added DeAndre Hopkins, Devin Kennard, Jordan Phillips, Devondre Campbell. <laughs> they added nobody. Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, those are like Phillips, Kennard, and Campbell are great for like a high blitzing defense. Yeah. They average a top three wide receiver. Yeah. Um, it's so fun that Larry Fitzgerald's their slot receiver, age 35 now. And like they're going to run these sets that are going to be but Larry- Kenyon Drake, Hopkins, Larry, Christian Kirk, and Andy Isabella. That can attack every single spot of the field. I think they're absolutely unfair. I think the one the one concern I have them is if Kyler Murray can take less sacks. Because last year the Cardinals were six in pressure rate between six and just a sack rate. And forty percent of their sacks last season were non pressure sacks. So these are sacks where like Murray can't find by open he scrambles or Murray 
goes goes That's down, not an go, excuses here though. Or Murray goes down to bed for nap time because he has a warm belly, you know. There's too many and, things here. And so that's the only thing. Like I think that's a big question for this team. But uh, I'm excited for Arizona. I really like Arizona this year. I feel like this is a very tough subject for you because you don't want to love them as hard as you do. But I feel like you love Arizona a lot. I love Arizona except for the team name. But when it comes to the Cardinals, I talk about this all the time. Oh my god! What about canyons? What about, what about Blue Jays? No. What about mockingbirds? No. Condors. Sound like Hunger Games. No, Did con- I get that right? Condors. If I got that right, <laughs> I don't think it picked up. Oh, dude, screw you. All right. Going back to this team, though. I like the Arizona Cardinals this year because of the offense. But kind of going back to what you said, my doubt and what's funny about the Cardinals, in my opinion, this team I still don't think makes the playoffs. Because I don't like, really, the quarterback until I see some more health-wise, being able to throw-wise. He was wise. healthy last year. Uh, is this first to, year in the league? I know, I know, I know, I know. But I'm 5, saying, 10, and 1. Exactly, though. He went 5, 10, and 1. They had an average offense after one of the worst offenses in football. I know. They had I, top three receiver. So my thing is, for me, I don't see them going better than 7 and 9. That's all I'm trying to tell you. I don't see this team making that big of a leap where all of a sudden we're talking playoffs. Yeah. We're talking Super Bowl. No, I the talent is there, don't get me wrong, but my bold prediction is they still don't make the playoffs. Okay. I think that even with all the weapons added, they should, but the coach and the quarterback are what I worry about. And those are the two primary things here. I mean the worry is the defense. But we- I I think defense to be Probably average this year. I, I was going to say, were one I'm the not worst worried about the defense, really, because I feel like the defense is going to be a bend and not break type thing. No, they're not. That's not how they play. They're not going to break. No, they don't. but they don't play like zone coverage and just tackle. Doesn't matter. They they're going to be... Gr- I'm talking about the overall when it comes to points. Okay, that's whenever my philosophy I s- then. Yeah, whenever I say that, I'm not saying they're going to be blown out. I'm saying they're going to be able to be put in the game at all times to let the offense have the chance to make the moves. But... I don't think the coach and the quarterback are going to be able to pull it off. Okay. Well, that's absurd. Um, I think that's that's fine. Th- what we'll do you got? What, happens. what do you got for their record? Well, game? I don't want to talk about the record. Oh. That's what, no, that's what for are the Are they ne- a playoff team? The next show's for. Are they a playoff team for you? I'm not going to say that. Why don't you say if they're a playoff that's team or not? Show. It's that easy of a time thing. My prediction for them is I they're going to start off 4-1 and or 5-0. and Okay, so you're saying playoff team. Okay, all right. I'm not you're, saying that. You disgust me. No, I'm not. All right, you make me sick. So their schedule will start the year off. At San Francisco, dude, you Washington. Love this team. Let me finish. Are you ready for it? This <laughs> is the start of the season. At San Francisco, Washington, Detroit, at Carolina, then New York Jets. That's how they start the year, dude. It can't get any easier than that. I know. You at would, San Francisco. You would think they'd Washington, win Washington, Detroit, at Carolina, the New York Jets. They're not winning Detroit, and I doubt they win Carolina. And you know, you know, they played really well last year. Huh? The Niners. They played them well last year. Yeah, but we'll talk about the Niners here. You they know why? Because well guess what? They have one big problem too. Yeah, one Aaron sore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll uh, again we'll do our predictions for the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you wanted week. to save it. So the next thing we have here, we have here, the Los Angeles Rams. Um, Gross. You know they don't really interest me. I, I don't care. I, was gonna I know. Say, who I cares? think we know what they are. You know. We're gonna still have to listen to what this team was. 
what they should be, what everyone's expecting them to be, blah, blah, blah. But in the end, their quarterback sucks. Well, I don't think it sucks, but he's paid. He sucks. He's paid a salary to elevate his team, and he's not exactly. good enough to elevate his team. And so you're kind of stuck at that point, you know? That's the thing. Goff is spectacular at $7 million to this great system. Yeah. He's not spectacular at $35 million. No, because now you have nothing else to put around him where you're just relying on him. Where, sure, he have some. He has still some weapons there. He's got himself a tie. He's got himself some I'm so cups. excited for Higby this year. Yeah, exactly. It He can block, too. You, you have some things. I just... Wait, who's your running back? They have like four. Okay, that doesn't help me. But yeah, in they the have, end, they have Car- they have uh, Cam Akers, okay, Darrell no. Henderson, and also San Antonio's finest, <laughs> Malcolm Brown. Now we're talking. Yeah, Steel High School. <laughs> there we go, baby. But I just I don't like this team. And to your point, this team does not interest me. This team does not make the playoffs. And for my bold prediction, Jared Goff has. A bad year. Like what's bad? Like is he twentieth and Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is not in the top twenty three quarterbacks. In what measure? In yards, yards attempt, DVOA, touchdowns. Hold on, what's your favorite stat? Isn't it DVOA? I well DVOA is like per play efficiency and then DYAR is like total value. What's your favorite stat out of them? I think my favorite one, though, is probably net yards per pass. Okay. He's going to be ranked 24th or worse. Okay. Because net yards per pass takes an attempt sacks that you take, too. Yeah. Which is mostly quarterback stack. By the way, yeah. I just, I'm not a fan. Yeah. All right. So, my prediction for them is I think Leonard Floyd has at least 10 sacks this year. Former first-round pick with Chicago. Play on the exterior. You like their defense? Not really. Oh, I like Leonard okay. Floyd, though. Well, like, Clay Matthews had 13 sacks, I think, last year. <laughs> and that's fair, because all they so, do is quadruple team. Yeah, so I think Floyd can do the same thing. You know, winning on his own and also cleaning up with uh, Aaron Donald. I think that was a good sign by them, too. It's the type of thing you have to do whenever you pay Jared Goff $47 million, or what, well, $37 million. Dollars. Dude, that's Aaron Donald, $26 million. Dollars. Um, and everything else you have to do, too. Whenever you think about this team, it's. This team is so awful to even look at. It's not fun. You just don't like it. You like the New Jerseys? No. Have you seen the new stadium? That's I'm all a, it is. You know what I'm excited for? See what the scoreboard is for their new stadium and the Raiders' new stadium. Well, I just, I'm not excited at all. This team disgusts me. They disgusted me last year. And I even called this team being gross. I think they missed the playoffs last year. Wait, I thought I was the one that predicted that. I thought you were the one that was big on them. And I was the one that made that. No, right I talked myself I into. I only like had one prediction that was right or two. I'm never right about crap. I think I was right about the Rams, though, and you were wrong. No, I just i I picked them to make the playoffs, and then whenever I put in my final things for oh, the week did. after for the size, like You're I can't do it, cheater. and then I changed it and picked them to miss the playoffs. Yeah, but yeah, this team does not make it. I just I don't like them. So the next team here, the San Francisco 49ers. They added Travis Benjamin. You know, Travis Benjamin's broke Philip Rivers' heart so many times. Like, Travis Benjamin's dropped, like, I think at least four or five game-winning touchdown passes in the yeah. end zone. And, like, doesn't even go up and try to catch it. Just like, eh. And it's always, like, stopping or it's, like, a yeah. far reach where it's, like, uh, I, I tried to throw my arm out there. Didn't you see? Doesn't where it's do like, it. Well, wait, that's not making the play at the ball, though. 
that's what are you doing? He dropped a game winning touchdown against the Texans last year too in the end zone. Uh, they had Travis mm, Benjamin, yeah, Kerry Hyder, Tom Copton. They drafted Javon Kinlaw, Brandon Ayuk. They traded to Forrest Buckner, re-signed Eric Armstead, and then drafted Kinlaw to replace him. They lost Joe Staley, Mike Pierce, Mike Person, um, Emmanuel Sanders. It's pretty much the same team though. You know, they just did a little bit like a some salary cap changing there. And last year they were one of the more fortunate teams just as far as having a huge swing in wins, having a high turnover differential, winning more game winning more close games than they lost. They were very good and everything else too. But the one thing that kind of sticks with me and you know, most teams that are in the Super Bowl and then lose the following year is they're kinda of hung over the next year. They kinda of start off weird. They're kinda of crappy. Um, even they make the playoffs, it doesn't really work out. The Patriots are the only team to actually win a Super Bowl after losing it the, the previous year. Most teams never make it make it to the playoffs, let alone make it to you know, like a championship game again. So my prediction for them are, is two-part. One, I think they're hungover this year. I think they kind of have like a down year and drop off. And two, like I think a lot of people are expecting who are fans of the team and you know, thinking about the 49ers in general – Expect that, like, well, Garoppolo, know that you're in the system's going to be better than he was last year, where he was, like, a fringe top 10 quarterback. I don't think so. I think is like, Cousins, where he is what he is, and he's not going to lift the rest of his team up. He's like Jared Goff. Like, you know what he is. And so I'm not expecting, like, any improvement from Garoppolo. I think he just kind of, like, is Garoppolo. Whereas, like, Matt Ryan, this offense became the best quarterback in the NFL. I can't see something like that happen with Garoppolo. I completely agree with you in every single thing, except for the prediction. Obviously, mine is a little bit different. When it comes to this team, I just... Here's here's the thing. If you're a coach, how can you go through it both times where you know it's your fault that the Super Bowl was lost? Where you blew it. He, no, he didn't blow it last year. No, Jimmy no, no, blew no, it last no, year. No, no, no. He blew it. He blew it because he tried to turn what you and I spoke about. What was to your point. He tried to turn Jimmy into something that he wasn't. Where you and I had this argument last year where it's going back to what we're going to see at the beginning of this year here as well. You have these coaches that are running certain offenses and certain strategies, certain plays, certain play calling throughout the entire year. But then the moment that the playoffs hit, you're then trying to ask your quarterback to turn into something He's not, Okay. nor has you ever tried to ask him to be until this moment, until this game. So whenever he's performing bad, what are you expecting? Whenever Jimmy G is throwing the most passes he's ever had in a playoff game versus the regular season, and it's double the amount, well, hold on a sec here. What are you expecting him? So that's where I'm at when it comes to this team. If you're the coach... How are you able to kind of come out of that again? And I don't think they are. To kind of your point of, oh, they're not going to do this. They're not going to be able to have that Super Bowl hangover. I think this is a playoff fringe team. I think, if anything, they are a wild card. Mm -hmm. They are not going to win this division is my prediction. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, I think last year, too, like they fell behind because Kansas City figured out how to attack their zone coverages you know, in the second half, whereas the first half they kind of struggled to do so, and their pass rush was a lot better. And they also did a really good job of, well, the Holmes did a really good job of escaping on the pocket and winning on the run. And also Sammy Watkins was you know, diabolical in that Super Bowl too. And they fell behind, I think it was more than anything about Garoppolo's pass attempt numbers, was that you know, San Francisco fell behind, needed him to throw. 
It didn't work out. Like, he had the throw. He just overthrew Manuel Sanders by five yards last year. Only five. Could have you know, been six. He had it. He had it, but he just overthrew him. Um, but, like, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I'm not – well, I'm going to say my prediction for, like, how I think they're going to do next week. But uh, I think they're going to be hungover this year. Kind of crusty. Some sleep in their eyes. They're they have a spinal drip. Kind of, like, taste a little bit what they did last night. And uh, just they're going to be a little wonky. And it tends to happen. We still happen in Carolina. We saw it happen in Los Angeles. Um, every team except for New England has a bad year when they lose the Super Bowl. Atlanta happened it to them as well, too. Yeah, but it's always bad losses, too, at the same time. Yeah. I mean, that's what it really comes down to. Either way, though, we're on the same page with San Fran. I think you and I are very much eye-to-eye because we see one or two weaknesses here, and it's the same two people which are the most important. Man, a lot of these teams in the NFC comes down to the coaches and quarterbacks. Because it's a I lot miss, of... I miss football in general, though. I, I agree with you, except on the NFC side, it seems like we're talking about a lot of young guys. Yeah, like, I think, I think a lot of young, NFC, both, both hand in hand here. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like young coaches, young quarterbacks. Exactly. Also, the reason Unproven. The, the NFC, too, it's like, I think the top talent is pretty settled. It's just like, what do you do about the NFC North, and what do you do at the wild card exactly. spots? Whereas the AFC, I think, is kind of like... I feel like the AFC is a lot more settled, except for like who's going to win the division. Things a little more confusing, yeah. but the wild card spots are a little more settled. But there's a lot of experienced coaches though that are in the running when it comes to the AFC yeah. versus the NFC, where it's kind of like, oh, what do you got? Yeah, who's I, the new hotshot? I see what you're saying. So Heck Seattle, yeah. pew, pew. Seattle, the Seahawks. I love me last year. They were had a point different or a turnover differential plus twelve, just tied third. You know, last year, if you look at the top 10 teams in point differential, they all made the playoffs. All of them did. That's disgusting. And it's weird. It's just like, well, football is something that you can kind of not control in some sense of it, and you can have a good indicator of who's going to be a good team or not. Uh, one possession record, 10-2 and two in the regular season. At, wins over <laughs> Pythagorean, is plus 2.8, the second most. They played the second half of the schedule last year. They were eighth in DVOA. They were one of the more fortunate teams in the NFL. Um, absolutely absurd. They're the weirdest team in football. How hard is their schedule too. this year? Because you said Arizona was like ranked 30. They're Pittsburgh. projected to play the 27th toughest. Okay. So they went from hardest to 27. And it's because they get to play the, the NFC North this year. They get to play the AFC East this year. And that changed things too. But uh, this and they added, like their offseason was kind of funny as well. Like Everything Seattle does is funny. They trade Jamal Adams, which I think is like, look, if you're going to be playing a cover three defense, the safety is just as important as the left tackle is. So if you love the tensile trade, you can't not love the Jamal Adams trade. It's fair. Um, they had Quinn Dunbar as well, too, to play outside. And I I do think with them, even though everything's set up, like a typical team who does this, like the Miami Dolphins who did this, they went like 5-11 five and, five and 11 next year. I think Seattle's going to beat the regression this year. Wait, beat what? Beat the regression. What do you mean beat the regression? So this is a team based off how lucky they were in Oh, wait, they're, you're, they're they not should miss the playoffs. Regress. I yeah. got to understand what you're this, saying. Now. This profile here, this should not be a playoff team the following season. But I think they're going to beat it because they're the Seahawks. Oh, but this way, Wilson. my bold prediction is that they're going to win the division. I'll tell you that right now. Because of Russell Wilson, because of what you just said. I you're, think not, this, you're not very coy. This team's going to be able to get better. Yeah. And I don't think this team last year was a really good team at all. 
I just think they were able to Russell pull out. Russell Wilson should have won the MVP last year. I, well, no. Jackson should have no. been offensive player. No. Wilson should have been MVP I'm last year. I'm not saying this. Stop. You wanted to, though. No, I didn't. You tried to catch me. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I did not remember, but no, I remember this shit. But yeah, so my whole thing when it comes to this, I just, I don't believe that it's going to be able to be the same. I just believe that whenever it comes down to this team and what they are doing, it's all reliant on one position, and it's all about if they're able to pull it off or not. What position is that? The defensive side. Um, yeah, they're going to have no pass rush. Exactly. Linebackers, great. Secondary, I think great. Defensive line, nothing. And it's without Clowney now because you loved your boys so much. What are did you they replace? Rasheem Green. I was going to say, did they replace that? Well, Rasheem Green's good, but he was hurt last year. Puna Ford, run-stopping guy. Jerome Reed, who's very good. Benson Mayoa, sneaky good. Played for Oakland last year. And they drafted Darrell Taylor from Tennessee. But Clowney was the entire of their pass rush last year. He didn't have the sacks, entire of their pass rush. Um, he's supposed to sign somewhere this morning, which is very exciting. And uh, he may go to New Orleans. He may go to Baltimore. He may go to Tennessee. Nobody knows where he's going to go. No matter where he goes, are they he's your a favorite team he's now? He's just going to take the highest one-year contract. Do they become your new favorite, player. though? I hope he goes to Tennessee. You make no sense. It's the most I want fun. them to go to my division. I no, want the pain. It's the, the most fun team for him to go to, though. Oh, my God. There's no like real... like The Titans-Texans rivalries because... <laughs> I, in 1997, my team moved away and it hurt my feelings. That's a rivalry. There's no like great games between the teams. I think Clowney could change that if he goes there. But I mean, just like kind of what we're talking about with Kim Seattle. So everybody should be better on the offensive side. Russell Wilson should have less pressure where you have Carson. And then you're going to have Lockett that's going to improve. Well, and Wilson doesn't even need pass protection. And then you're going to have Digley that's going to be able to come back. Yeah, so they and they re-signed Paul Richardson after he left to Washington and didn't do anything there. My favorite thing though they did is they signed Philip Dorsett. So it's like, oh yeah, we just have four receivers who run really what, fast and straight line. That's what I mean. So they have plenty of weapons here, and they're gonna have a lot more pressure to be taken off of Russell Wilson. So it's just coming down to if their defense is able to stop anybody. Yeah, which I don't think they are. However, the average magician. He's going to be able to pull it off, which is why they win the division, because I like them more than any other they, team. They should not be a playoff team next year. But what are you talking about? I think, they, I think they're going to be, but they, they shouldn't be. You mean division winner next year? They're not. I mean, you don't go 10-2. and two and You do whatever games. you want, man. No, you don't do that. As long as you believe in Houdini. So that's kind of the issue there for And the them. Russell Wilson match. Well, if you're still listening to this stupid podcast, thank you for listening. Those are our predictions for the NFC side of it. Um, next Monday, we'll do like an overall NFL predictions, including, you know, MVP, offensive player, defensive player, all that sort of boring but all stuff. And then we'll start previewing actually games, previewing actual weeks of football. Um, until next time, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Red Radio. And then for being on tonight, Taylor. I'm going to beat my dog. Oh, my God. What is he doing? Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next 
will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.